young. I am. And I am a young black. A young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. Welcome to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast with your hosts, Abriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. On this episode, we speak with one of our friends from across the pond. That's right. Lydia Haywood talks to us today about her experience in the horse industry, raising horses on her own and the big goals that she has as an eventing rider that rides for Jamaica and has a couple sponsorships and is just overall working on building her string and competing with the best. So be sure to follow us on all social media, like, review, rate our podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Enjoy this episode. Hi, Lydia. How are you doing? Evening. It's evening here and I'm doing great. Thank you. I've, I've worked the horses and they've gone fantastic. And now I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> good. Good. Well, we're so happy to have you on this show today. We have been looking forward to talking to you for quite some time. So I'm glad that we could finally make it work. All righty. So you. let's get started. Um, briefly, just tell us about yourself, where you're located and what discipline you ride. So I'm located in England and in a place called the Cotswolds. So we've got lots of fields around, great for training horses. I do represent Jamaica. Um, my father's family is from Jamaica. So I've, I've made the decision to, it's, it's, a, it's, bigger, it's bigger than just Jamaica for me. And this is why I'm here talking to Black, black Equestrians. The, the representation needs to grow. Um, so that's a big part of my journey, excuse me. And um, I have three horses to compete this year of my own. I'm looking for others to ride, for owners too, but it's, it's tough out here. You know, there's not a lot of owners around. Um, so you just got to make your riding talk and um, hope you get the results and the owners come. Um, so that's my journey really for this season um, and see how far we can take it. Uh, I'd like to knock on the door of Paris 2024. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how did you even get into horses? So horses for me came some say late I was 10 when I went to a local riding school and my mum had a passion for horses um, she was never supported by her mum when she was young um, just as she tells me stories about <laughs> sis, sis, I, maybe I shouldn't incriminate her like this she was very young under 10 and she stole a racehorse from the local from the local training yard and left monopoly money in the stable like she was obsessed with horses oh. <laughs> it was returned eventually don't worry and um, she then was really supportive of me and bought me a pony uh, when I was age 11 and I don't do things by half so I came competitive and went show jumping and um, eventing followed because I fell in love with cross country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's where we're today. And I've produced a lot of horses along the way because you know, we, we couldn't afford the best. So I had to try and create the best with what we had. And horses I've had have exceeded expectations. And so I just want to continue to do that really. Just bring the best out of what I've got. 
and hopefully what I can get yeah uh, increase what I can actually get um, yeah. with the help of some agencies and, and sponsorships yeah, mm -hmm. that's the aim mm -hmm. so did you grow up in the UK or did you grow up in Jamaica grew up in the UK okay. yeah so I'm kind of in a place which is in between the town and the countryside so it's quite accessible for me I know there's other places in the city where they're not so lucky to have the access uh, I work with Ebony Horse Club in Brixton which is central London mm -hmm. um, they do amazing work uh, mm -hmm. the, the children they've got there they're, they're so welcoming to, to, to me when they come on the yard and then they've created a family there and they really show skills on horseback you know they don't have a big arena to work from they don't have the, the fields to train in and they've got fantastic positions and they they've got the passion you know and, and that that's all you need we know that we know that um but to make it that next step you know that yeah. that's that's a bigger question that i want answers for where, where can we take it that next step and actually get international riders now because we've seen that we've seen the passion and ability mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, yeah. I don't know about, about this but um yeah I'd, I'd like an international presence now because there's passion everywhere and yeah. with the work you do and it's, it's all bringing it to the surface it's so exciting to open my newsfeed now and alongside black rains and mm -hmm. and other corporations that that shine a light on the talent out there um it's yeah. just it warms my heart but i don't i know that my competitors don't see any of it because everyone's facebook feeds different i like all these pages but they don't see any of it yeah. so how can we, how can we get it more widespread you know, we're liking black young black equestrians because we're young black equestrians and we need to see it but right. nobody else they needs to see it so nobody's seeing it actually exactly Exactly. Yep. Yep. I completely understand that completely. And, you know, we've been following, um, was it the Urban Equestrian Academy? Is that, that's the same thing um, out there, you know, on the... Um, yeah, they're, they're after a similar mission, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've come more recently than Ebony Horse Club. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've visited them. They're based in Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Have you spoken with freedom? I have not yet. Um, and it's just timing, you know, just like with the, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, we're trying to work it out, but he's, I've mentioned it to him and he is completely game for it. So, uh, we will, yeah. we will yeah. soon. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right. So what are outside of exposure? Um, what is, some of the challenges or what are some of the challenges that you face um in your industry kind of getting these horses trained up finding horses to ride things like that so i mean everybody faces the same challenges i think i'm not going to label it as, as because i ride for jamaica challenges i think all horse people have to find the rides and have to fund the entry fees and the fuel to get there and the training in between that's the silly sport we've chosen isn't it <laughs> we, we joke you know, in england so it's such a silly sport why do we do it but we love it obviously mm -hmm. um, so we face those challenges funding funding 
um, always chasing sponsorships. It's, it's been a mission since I was 12 years old. Um, I'm sponsored by Turtles Nest Villa in Jamaica, which I visited recently. And it's, it's an incredible, incredible villa. That it comes with staff that look after you so well and cook you beautiful meals and sleeps eight people. So I'm feeling that a syndicate could benefit from that affiliation. Um, I get a free stay every year, so I'm hoping to create a package to entice owners to Team Jamaica. And it's so authentic, you know, not only is St. Elizabeth, the parish that the villa's in, authentic, you know, but the partnership between us being Team Jamaica, you know, let me give you a free holiday to Jamaica to thank you for the incredible horse that you've, you've let me ride. Right, yeah. right. Um, and Congratulations. Don't Thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot. And Lucy Lafferton, and thanks a lot to her, who was the owner of Tessanus Villa, uh, kindly created this partnership for 2020 and hopefully beyond. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, we'll, we'll grow with it. I mean, I'm looking at setting up my own yard within the next couple of weeks, actually. Uh, I was hoping to have a closed deal by now, but it's been a roller coaster start to 2020. Mm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to jump in and just be ready to go but I've had a lot of work to do to join the dots between January and February um, mm -hmm. and the dots are very nearly joined very nearly yeah so, yeah, yeah January was a hard that. month for everybody I feel like it was hard to kind of I mean it was just tough it was just tough it didn't go as smooth as I felt my January did last year I mean it was like can we just start this whole year over please <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. With the funding aspect, I know you said that was a challenge. Um, do you seek the sponsorship from whoever's offering it, or are you often approached? Um, so neither of those things, sadly. People offering it, they don't really exist. You don't get an advert saying, looking to sponsor somebody, please get in touch. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to be much more proactive than that. Mm -hmm. And do I get approached? No. Nobody's looking to hand out free money. You know, no business is doing well, really. In this country, maybe around the world, we could say that that goes at the moment. Um, there's uncertainty everywhere. And I'm, I'm looking for somebody that's, that's really excited about... Not, it doesn't have to be equestrian sport. I think this journey is, is, is going to have a big impact on the world when we actually have success on the international stage, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to have an impact. There's, there's, there's an impact on the class divide. It's an impact um, in, in diversity and in a sport that, yeah, we, we, it's, it's quite, um, people say it's elitist, but there's an argument about whether it is or it isn't. Um, what's your opinion on that? Hmm. I think it depends on the, discipline um i think kind of here in america it depends on how high you want to go um and I, sometimes i think western is a little bit more affordable than english um mm -hmm. just because when when kids ride english they're expected to be in an arena they're expected to either be doing flat classes or doing jumping classes Whereas if you're riding Western, you can, you're not immediately expected to be in an arena. You can be out in the middle of the woods and riding, you know? 
So I think the elitist aspect comes in when you're actually showing and competing. Um, I don't think it's elitist to just get access to horses. Um, I think some people just don't know how to do it. Um, but when it comes to showing sponsorships and, you know, kind of the higher levels, I think the sheer amount of money it takes, you have to have money, you know, you got to have money to make money. So I think that's where the elitist thing comes from when it's those higher level showing aspects of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah sure i mean i've read articles from top british riders and new zealand riders that are based in britain and they're five star in the top in the top 10 fei ranking list uh, venting wise and the articles read they're scraping pennies together to try and buy themselves foods you know before they've made it you know it's it is an equestrian thing people struggle sometimes of course there is um, a level above we've got the royalty that compete um, here in the UK and the people that have unlimited money of course they exist but um, having a lack of funds does exist for me and my competitors too it's not it's not a black thing yeah um, that's yeah horses cost a lot of money and people worry about vets bills and feed bills you know mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's constant, constant outgoings um I'd, I'd love to have more lessons than i do mm -hmm. yeah uh, priorities isn't it um i'm taking on a 16 stable facility to try and use my skills to pay you know develop an income at the moment the stables that i have are full of horses that i'm competing and they're self-funded and owned by me and no one's paying me to ride them mm -hmm. right so, need room to continue my buying and selling it's, it's, I've just been quite restricted at my current yard um, I look after a family with two daughters and I coach them daily really always keeping an eye on what they're doing and they're my little protégés they're great they're great to coach I really enjoy them mm -hmm. um, and I have another family joining me at the new complex I think but that, that's a really exciting step because it's a shame it doesn't have accommodation because then it would be really easy for me to to put out an advert and get, kind of get overseas candidates um, uh, but that's my goal to open up opportunities you know, not just in my local area because I can say it there's nobody I'm interested in in my local area ready to work for me um, I, I want to build a team around me that are after the same journey and I speak with Ashani Hamilton all the time and he's my cheerleader he's amazing and it's just <laughs> lovely to be connected with people like this um, I know Ashani is a hoot he is <laughs> he is something else <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah but, really great guy well, you sound extremely motivated and like you have, you know, some support, which is needed because that is a huge task that you are about to take on. The task of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I wouldn't want anything else. So this mm -hmm. is it. So, yeah, yeah Thank you, you love it. It doesn't feel like work, right? Well, I'm sure it still feels like work, but... <laughs> That's what the quote says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah There's a little magnet somewhere. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Support. I mean, my mum has been supportive. She. Mm -hmm. This is just me and mum. Father's never been in the picture, and 
mum mum tries tries really hard to cover the cost but now my string's growing it's impossible um the the one the one pony and the one show every month when i was 12 was doable um and then i grew and i had to start supporting myself and the only support i have really is is myself and and the hard work that i do so i, I work in insurance five days a week um so I have to split my time between that and the horses and then coach and train young stock too um so that's what that's what pays the bills at the moment yeah yeah well cool i did that was a fun fact i didn't know that you had a had a regular person job yeah yeah behind a computer picking up the phone uh-huh. yeah how many times <laughs> do you do that nine till one and then run up to the yard start riding mm-hmm. well that's good at least you have a little bit of time you know daily that you can get out there yeah so how has having horses affected your life you know did you have you seen any major changes in in yourself after after having horses this long Uh, i think it it has a calming effect on your nature Uh, you could you can connect with an animal like that then um, your approach to life it, it's just kind of calms you slightly I think and um, you've always got the horses there to connect with when you need to get away that's lovely um, and sc- school-wise I mean I'm 22 so it feels like school was yesterday maybe it wasn't <laughs> um, school I was kind of the one that couldn't go to the party because she had a show the next day mm-hmm. um, so I, I still had a social circle, but it kept me off the streets, kept me on the straight and narrow. An hour, an um, so grateful for that. My mum probably is too. Um, so it's just, just been great. I think it's, it's shaped me, shaped me into someone that, that I'm proud to be, which is hopefully not too cringy to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Um, so do you have any like mentors in your life that, you know, have made a significant impact? Um, obtaining citizenship was a challenge um, because my, my father wasn't somebody I wanted to get in touch with. Um, to get a birth certificate from you know mm-hmm. uh, we made a conscious effort not to be in touch um so i had i had a great contact that introduced me to the high commissioner of jamaica here in london and he and his team have, have been incredible um even getting a visa for my boyfriend for our recent trip um he's just he's been fantastic um, and really supportive of, of the whole the whole journey uh, for Jamaica and he's he's excited about it um, and mentors in the in the horse world trainers do change and I think I think that's okay trainers change as you go through the grades um, I think trainers abilities um, reach a roof sometimes maybe and then at the moment I've got a fantastic dressage trainer so I can always turn to her for advice which is great and and a local friend who's who's always been close to me called Jo and she came up and just gave me a show jump today she said get go bring all the horses out we'll set some jumps up and she just she's um look up get your shoulders up you know just bullies me on a horse and it's good <laughs> good to have every so often 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, those those people you know i i've got and that that's great but um some people don't have that so i definitely want to make it known that people can always come and ask questions competition related or or just a question related mm -hmm. um reach out to me because I've, I've been helping children from ebony horse club and things like that and i find it really rewarding to see people stepping up in what they want to do um, there's a chap called red she's got a role with a dressage yard a fantastic dressage yard that's going to offer him schooling and he's sourced a horse and and it will be exciting to just grow, grow what we're doing. And you yeah. guys too, it's great what you're doing and created a fun job for yourself, getting to speak to interesting people too, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. That's literally like my highlight of the week. <laughs> for opening yourself to be a resource because sometimes it can be kind of intimidating when you see somebody that's in like a high place <laughs> and it's like, oh, they probably won't talk to me about this stuff, you know, like they may charge me <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> no, it all comes from the heart and you say in a high place and I, mean, I appreciate that a lot, but it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like that to me. So yeah, that's <laughs> the well, as long as it looks like that, right? Apparently, <laughs> social media rules, but no. Yeah, yeah, yep. that social media, man, it makes... It gets you down, though, doesn't it? It can do, if you let it. I know at one point, maybe the season before last, I was letting it stress me out, but last season, I was able to see through it because mm -hmm. people don't put their flaws on there, do they? Uh, no. So, yeah, so all you've got, you got to see just remind yourself yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's for sure um what advice would you give aspiring equestrians so aspiring equestrians need to ride any horse they can get their hands on i think horses teach you a lot and every horse is different so those skills that you pick up on every horse will follow you through your life and mm -hmm. just build your toolkit um you'll need it and talk to as many people as you can uh, because the, ex the exposure for you as a rider is great and and for for us as a community so just let's just let's keep talking to the right people and, and keep following your dreams and working hard I want to say ride any horse you can I mean I wasn't charging for for riding when I was a junior so yeah I'm not not suggesting even charging you know just go and Asked, asked to ride horses initially um, and I, I know that producing horses has helped me a lot because I, I met people through there that need help with their horse and I get quality through that so if you can build, build skills to improve horses I think that's a great route in um, it's one that I've got experience of anyway um, what's it like where where you live are there horses around to have access to to even ask i mean am i am i suggesting something that's impossible for a lot of people um i don't think so i mean like on our like different facebook groups and stuff i always see like horses for lease or you know I would say free free riding, you know, I don't see very much of that. Someone who's just like, hey, I got this horse in the yard, just just please ride it, you know? Yeah. People want you to pay. It's taking on the horse isn't always the answer. Is it right. just 
wipes out your funds and then mm-hmm. and then where do you rise from mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah taking on a horse isn't always the answer no no Find, yeah, finding ally, just allies and contacts that can that can can get you opportunities mm-hmm. um it depends how much time you want to dedicate to it because there's a lot of roles where you can get paid you can ride you can get training too Mm-hmm. So if you're actually going to dedicate your life to it, jump in and I've got some websites that I know are very good and contacts too. So again, reach out. If you're really going to jump in, you know, there are opportunities out there and I've helped people and I'll help people again. So yeah, it's, it, it can be done. It can be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say, Caitlin? I was going to say the free leases that I've seen in North Carolina we're typically from older equestrians, you know, maybe they had some health problems going on and they were just like, you know, my horse needs a job, it needs somebody to ride it. If you come out, you don't have to pay. But I mean, they didn't want just anybody coming out. It was certain qualifications. Right, right. They're like, you don't have to pay, but I'm also not going to pay you. <laughs> that too. <laughs> That's, uh, that's the way it's going to be at the start you can't yeah if, if, if you're not a good rider you're not going to be paid to sit on a horse yeah yeah you're lucky to get a free ride i know that my friends in social circles say oh can i come up and have a ride no <laughs> no you can't and i'm sorry but you know we're training for something serious here if my friend covers and bangs about on his back and pulls his back teeth out it's just not going to feel very nice the next day but i try and do some proper work right yeah mm-hmm. you so, got goals that you are trying to achieve <laughs> these are not a, just little pony rides <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you have to tell us how does it or how did it feel or how does it feel being the recipient for the 2019 sportswoman award <laughs> well it's not something i've really spoken about much um funny you ask because because I, I don't like to bring it up here. I don't know how do you bring it up in conversations. So um, it's <laughs> it's it's really really great, and it was it was an honour to to step on the stage. I mean to be to be up there with Michelle Ann Price and fantastic athletes like that. Um, we've got a question amongst that now, and that's the exposure we need. You know, mm-hmm. live primetime TV in Jamaica alongside track and field. We did it you know and it, it's taken a lot of pushing you know the question category wasn't represented last year and it's great to have tvj which is really their only channel and um, the main news kind of reaching out to me and coming down to the villa turtle's nest or my sponsor where i was staying they came and interviewed me there and it's just it's the equestrian exposure i you know i just i it's not, it's not about me. I don't, I don't want to be famous. I want the equestrian exposure and um, some, some sponsorship and funding coming our way because the JOA, Jamaican Olympic Association, are making a lot of problem, promises about helping untraditional sports. They say they want 10 untraditional sports, then that's Olympics. Um, I do, I, we've got nothing, um, but they brought me there last year to discuss that. Um, so I think we grow our exposure and we, we keep making noise and, 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 and we will reach a point where we get support. So at the moment, our federation are all volunteers and I, 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 you know, I know, I, I don't think, I don't think that's right. You don't get the best from people. 
maybe if they're not rewarded um, right right I know I'm giving my best ever (laughs) I know I'll be rewarded one day but um, yeah it's tough it's tough some things need to change yeah yeah well congratulations for that too you did a (laughs) lot of things though I've seen you do some modeling too yeah I do I mean you gotta have as many strings to your bow as you can (laughs) so yeah I I modeled for a few companies and I'd I'd extend that um I I did have an invitation to to go to I think it was Stockholm somewhere in Europe and for Adidas and I couldn't make it because there was a show so it's not (laughs) something that I can rely on yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I good. know what's so going to come first. It's always horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If that's going to be your primary thing, you can't let the secondary things get in the way. No, but extra streams of income uh, are important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any other advice that you want to give or anything else you want to share with our audience? Oh, well eventing wise it would be it'd be fantastic to to see more diversity i know um i know dressage we've 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 got a girl called jasmine which is great and show jumping mm-hmm. i don't really know many you know i just i'd just love to hear from some people really mm-hmm. that would be nice um so do reach out um lydia haywards is my name hopefully it's somewhere on the screen yeah. um yeah um, we we just grow this grow this community and this isn't isn't the end um so yeah it's been nice to have an introduction thank you very much for having me um, yeah yeah we will definitely encourage people to, to reach out to you um where what is the best way for someone to reach out to you instagram i think yeah and i've got a facebook page too um my January and February being a roller coaster meant I haven't been that active so I apologize but I'll be back and um my boyfriend's promised to help and we've got a really fantastic kind of piece of kit so it's gonna it's gonna be some really fresh footage keep an eye out Lydia Hayward Equestrian is the Facebook page I've got a lovely string of horses and um There'll be plenty more because uh, I think I'm going to have to fill 16 stables pretty quickly, which is a challenge I'm I'm keen to take on. Yeah, that's my kind of challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I we wish you the best in all yeah. of that. Um, I'm sure Thanks. we'll be seeing more of that and hearing more from you in the future. So. Well, I'd love to meet you guys. And Ashani's talking about a trip to the US, so who knows. <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah. Ashani is talking about a lot of trips, actually. Coming here in May. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. I'm excited. Crossed. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for him, and I just hope that everything works out like he planned. Yeah, me too. Let's right. see how the year goes and speak again soon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all have a yeah. good one. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm gonna cook some dinner. Thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast. Be sure to rate and review on all podcast outlets and head over to YouTube and enjoy our visual content new for season three. See you next week.